Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're now locked into the zone with Diamonds and Roses podcast, bringing you one step closer to Pacific Northwest and Southwest Canada baseball news, stories, and history. Proudly fueled by Baseballism, their America's brand, and Devo Bat Company, professional wood grain bats for the love of the game. And now your hosts, Ben and Travis. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast, season four, episode five. We are talking to our brethren from the north, Mr. Jim Swanson, one of the managing officers of the Nanaimo Night Owls and the Victoria Harbor Cats. We've been following with Jim for over these 70 last few years here now. Uh, and especially during COVID, because we know that these COVID times have been crazy. And Jim's well aware of it as baseball has been postponed for his two teams, especially opening the early opening for their Nanaimo last year. So they had to postpone it a year for their inaugural season and Victoria for two years. So without further ado, I want to welcome Jim Swanson to the episode. Jim, how are you doing, sir? Good, Ben. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, I'm doing great. It's always good to talk some baseball, especially with uh, my friends from the north. And uh, you must be getting excited. It's just right around the corner to get back opening up. Well, this is audio, so I can't I can't see you, but I'm pretty sure you got to be wearing a Nanaimo Night Owls hat because I know how excited you are right now. Well, I've got plenty of Nanaimo stuff that is <laughs> between shirts hats uh, you know I've got plenty of Nanaimo stuff that I'm really looking forward to seeing this inaugural season for Nanaimo but, but do you have the beat Victoria shirt yet do you have that one oh no no I don't have the beat Victoria shirt yet maybe I, I know I've got uh, I've got plans that I've officially announced I've got plans to come to Victoria to see the Harbor Cats play and the Nanaimo play, so I go to Victoria, and then I'm going to go to the Nanaimo. Should I should I dare wear my beat beat Victoria shirt? At well, Victoria? as 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 I think people who know me know by now, I have to make a very wise uh, um, clothing choice every morning as to where I'm going to be and and uh, and who I'm going to be representing. So, um, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's uh, it's a lot of work, obviously, getting things going after COVID again and getting a brand new team off the ground. But um, it's also very exciting to be able to, uh, to really lead um, this baseball uh, effort on Vancouver Island. We're, we're about to take over and it's going to be a lot of fun to do it. And, you know, I've got, I got my night owl stuff when I head to, to Nanaimo on those days. And when I head back south into the city, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing uh, Victoria Harbor cat stuff. And when I've messed it up as I have once or twice, uh, I'm sure to hear about it from the staff. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I just I just want to bring up real quick, you're not the Nanaimo's not the only team that had their inaugural season kind of postponed. You have some some other teams that are 
that are also coming into this that are going to start their inaugural seasons this year right along with you. So you got some other people that are that are there with you, but there's a lot of, you know, I mean, you don't see some of that effort that you've put into um, this Nanaimo team like the, you know, like the others. Like you guys have put a lot of effort. You got a lot of these cities involvement that's been, First and foremost, like it's been out in front of us. Let's just say that, that we are seeing the stuff and I'm talking about the stuff that's been out in front of us. I'm not saying that these other teams haven't put in the work and haven't put in the effort, but what we have seen visually over the last couple of years, there's been a lot that's there. Now let's talk about, let's talk about this inaugural season for Nanaimo. you got a brand new coaching staff that's coming in um, from all different parts of the world. You've got players that are coming in from Canada in the United States. What has this effort been to then get this team going with these different elements and with COVID? Well, you, you, you bring up, a, I mean, a, we could talk that, that answer could take me an hour on, on a lot of the factors, <coughs> excuse me, but the, you know, at first and foremost, the last time the West coast league was really uh, operating was 2019. I mean, we've been operating since then and getting through this in 2021. Uh, was a USA only season, so didn't include the Canadian teams. But the last time we were at full strength, um, you know, nobody in the penalty box, as it were. Um, it was uh, 2019, and we were 12 teams. Uh, we're now at 16 teams, which I think says a lot about the league, about the product, uh, about the potential of the product. I don't even think we scratched the surface in so many ways on the potential of our product. I, I, I'm really hoping to see the right kind of growth happen um, with the right approaches. Um, but what's exciting to me is to know that we've really grown, especially in Canada. So we've added the Springfield Drifters, you know, in Oregon, uh, you know, next door to, to Eugene. Um, we've added the Edmonton um, Riverhawks, uh, which I'm very excited with the way they're operating. And that's the best stadium in our league, uh, bar none. Um, uh, every single team in our league is jealous of that park. That's for sure. Um, and and then you've added uh, Kamloops, uh, the North Paws. And, uh, you know, Edmonton and Kamloops are just doing a great job of operating already and they haven't even thrown a pitch. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I see the things that they're doing and, and I, I'm talking to them on a semi-regular basis and, and understanding the people they put in place. And um, it's just really a full, full out effort by them to be among the top operators in our league, you know, right from the beginning. And I truly believe they'll be in that top five right from the beginning and you know what that that puts uh the right kind of pressure on Nanaimo and it puts the right kind of pressure on Victoria to continue uh to be in the lane that we're in you know I don't want to slow down from the lane that we're in in Victoria we leave the league in attendance uh the numbers are real um the the uh the impact on the community is real the uh the success on the field is real the success with uh recruiting for not just our, our players, but our coaching staff. I mean, look at that coaching staff in, in Victoria, 31 years of big league experience between uh, Todd Haney, Mark McIsaac, and Greg Swindell. Um, it's just an, an all-star crew. And then and then yet, you know, you ask me in, in, um, away from Victoria, and I'll tell you that that the Nanaimo coaching staff that you alluded to is uh, is going to be among the best in collegiate summer baseball. Um, Greg Frady is an absolute star as a coach, you know, experience on so many levels. You can't even, you can't even imagine it for him, uh, to, to come to us and insist, uh, on a five-year contract out of the gate. is pretty exciting for me. I wanted two, uh, years from him. He, he said, no, let's do five. So, uh, and then Gorham Heimuller, our pitching coach, um, you know, this is a guy 36 years in the minor leagues, 
his last job was with the Padres. He was the co-pitching coordinator for the Padres, and he was doing that job with Trevor Hoffman. It was the, those are the co-pitching coordinators for the Padres. So this is a guy who pitched in the big leagues for two years, struck out Reggie Jackson twice in a game. Um, he's got more stories than than you'd have time for podcasts, frankly, Ben. And um, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun for us to put it together. Now you mentioned COVID. I mean, it killed the whole 2020 season, and then in Canada, it killed 2021. So essentially between Victoria losing two years and Nanaimo losing its supposed inaugural year, we've lost three seasons. And I think it should speak a lot uh, to the operation, to our backing, to our um, to our ownership group. I tip my caps to all my partners that we've kept going through all this and are ready to get going to start the 2022 season. Should probably give an indication to anybody uh, who's wondering if we'll stub our toe or fail at some point that if COVID couldn't kill us, then uh, then I don't think anybody else should. But you know, in a much more positive sense, it's it's the excitement in Victoria of you know the growth in our season ticket numbers through COVID, which just seems backwards, but it, it's it's a fact. Uh, we've seen a, a significant growth in our season tickets through COVID, and uh, and through COVID, we had a grand total of four seats that asked for refunds, uh, and they're all back which is outstanding. And then in Nanaimo, you know, people are, are still wondering exactly what this is, but they're on the faith of what's happened in Victoria and around the league. Uh, they're buying in right from the beginning, strong corporate um, to begin with. The city has been absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be up to, to day one and even partway into the season before all the improvements uh, of phase one are, are done. I keep telling our staff to just be, just be mindful of the fact that there will be wet paint on opening day. That's just how it's going to be. Uh, and we got to roll with it. It's it's just kind of like not having your favorite glove to start the season, but you get given another glove, you still got to go play. Yeah. And uh, and and so we'll, we're going to go play, and we're going to be, be, be doing it with a lot of excitement and with a lot of backing in the community. And uh, people are really eager to see Nanaimo uh, in this. And, and there's a fun rivalry part with Nanaimo and Victoria too. If Victoria has something, Nanaimo wants it, and it's like a little brother syndrome almost. And and Nanaimo doesn't just want to, just doesn't doesn't just want it. He wants to be better at it. And uh, and I got that message right away from the mayor and from other people in the city of Nanaimo that just being on the field isn't going to be good enough. And that's the exact way we're approaching this. This is going to be a strong team, we think, to start off with. And uh, I know Victoria will be strong, and those two teams. And the products off the field will be a lot for people to uh, to get excited mm-hmm. about. Yeah, and I, I want to jump back in to talk about what I mean by Nanaimo and in, in your group being more out there and more raising that awareness about what's gone on with this team. Because the, the city of Nanaimo, which I want to say that they've done an amazing job. They've put it, they've, they've, they've committed to this team and they've committed to the city um you know there's been new lighting put in at the stadium um they've torn down which i'm very sad sad about even though i've never personally been there to see it but i know the story about it the big green monster that was in right field those 70 something sheets of three quarter inch plywood that came across the ferry i remember that story and absolutely love it but there's that that story behind it and the things that they've done to the ball field it's into the the they're putting in new seats they've you know fixed cracks and everything lighting there's just been a lot that's gone on that the city's done in Nanaimo i mean and you're you're talking about more that still needs to be done to that stadium to get it just to the point where it's it's finalized 
at least on the short the, the short term, in case there's anything that else that comes up. So I just wanted to reemphasize that that that's, yeah. that's the things that you're seeing forefront here. But what you know, you're you're kind of constantly communicating with the city about this upcoming season. Um, you know, you're still I think at this point in the game, you're still looking to get seats put in, right? Yeah, there's, uh, you know, on the city side, I kind of liken it to the old story about bacon and eggs, right? Like the chicken participated, but the the pig was all in. And, uh, you know, the not that I'm calling the city a pig by any stretch, but the city has completely been all in on this project, not just for baseball, but for the entire, what they're calling their stadium district, um, with a track, the Rotary Bowl and, uh, and the NDSS field, the turf field and the seating and the football team that plays in junior football afterwards. No question about it, but... You know, the the city has committed a bunch of those things, but uh, as a team, we've committed a ton of things as well. The uh, um, the new seating that's going in is is something that we're putting in. The new PA system is something that we are putting in. Um, those are significant purchases. A lot of a lot of stuff to do with regards to the um, uh, the concession system and the and the point of sale system and, and uh, beer and and tenting and and all the things that have to happen in order for a concession to work out of what is a really great old bone stadium, but with a very limited concession area. Um, and then, you know, the other one is we've doubled the size of the dugouts. That's the, the first capital improvement project to that field uh, in, in decades. And uh, we're proud of the fact that we, we stepped forward to do that before we'd even signed on the, on the lease for this league and, and for this team. And uh, we're very excited about the fact that, that, teams will be in a much more comfortable dugout situation from where they were, um, you know, before, before COVID and, um, you know, put a pad of concrete, new railing in new netting. Uh, I got to drive up to, to Campbell river to go pick up the netting actually, cause it's getting finished. Uh, the first cut of it was a little bit too big. So we're getting it adjusted. So it's better for everybody. Um, but you know, everything that we've focused on has been about not just being ready for the West coast league, but making it as strong and as, as, as improved a facility as we can for all the user groups. That's for the high school team, the men's league, the college team that plays in the CCBC, uh, the minor baseball groups that play in 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 there. Uh, it's it it's going to be a, a pride point for everybody. The backstop used to be old chain link, old old you know corroded um, you know gray chain link. It, it wasn't fun. You couldn't scout a game in it. You couldn't get a proper reading from the pitcher's mound to the plate using a stalker gun. Um, now it's the pro netting and it's, it, it's literally see-through. You're going to be able to see the game mm -hmm. clearly, see the spin on the ball, see the distance it's traveling and uh, you know, add in the, the, the effects of a sound system, add in the beer areas, add in new seating, add in um, the way the fencing has been done and lowered along the lines. So more people can see the games, there'll be a capacity of 2000 and, you know, you, you mentioned the, the, the monster, that was a big part for everybody. There wasn't a single person that didn't want the monster to return and the monster is returning. It will, it will look the same green and color as it did before. It just won't be that you get slivers from running into it. So um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be padded and, you know, probably for perspective for people who don't know Nanaimo or don't know what's happening there. The, uh, the, uh, the, the, this fencing system is the same system essentially as was used by the field of dreams game in Iowa last year. So yes, it's a chain link base, but it has padding that goes on it and, uh, and windscreens and, and different things that go on it to make it nice and safe and to make it look more like a baseball stadium, which it in fact is. And 
Um, you know, the old bones have stayed, the new stuff is combined in, the lights are new, the brand new scoreboard. Um, it's going to be a, a much better experience, I think, for fans and for players as well. The other thing the city's done is put a whole bunch of work into the infield, and we appreciate that. They put uh, turfus and redid it. They, they, they screened out the, the old stuff that had been there in some cases for 46 years. And uh, and they're they're doing work and will continue to do work going into the future years uh, to reshape the size of the infield grass, um, which just couldn't be done this year with the um, the growing season. So just so many things going on, paving, uh, different things happening that are going to make this uh, a whole lot better uh, than what it was previously. Yeah. So for Nanaimo, you're essentially a couple of years ahead because you've had this time between when your inaugural season was supposed to be and then that postponement. So it it kind of allowed for you to get that extra time for there to be more work and to make it a better, like more prepared, you could say, for your inaugural season in this this year, correct? No question. I, I you know, I, we didn't want to miss last year. There's no question. We, we would have made it happen. We would have made it a go. It would have been, um, it would have been more challenging. Uh, having more time has maybe been positive in in that way now that it's behind us. Um, but we've wanted to get going on this. There's no question. We're, um, you know, I'd like to think that our crew, our staff are quality enough and are, are smart enough. That they could put this together, you know, anywhere and, and make this entertaining. And, uh, and that's got to be the point. We can't guarantee that our team is going to win every game. We can't guarantee that our team is going to play well every night. That's, that's baseball errors are errors are up on the board in the major league stadium too. Right. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's just, it's one of those things where we knew, we knew that we, uh, that, that it was going to be a challenge last year and, you know, things outside of our, it wasn't our choice to not play last year. It was others that made that choice. And, and uh, it ended up being an inevitability for us, but um, you know, we're really excited to get going. In fact, you know, we'd be ready to go here in a couple of weeks. Um, we're glad we have the couple more weeks that we have from when we're doing this interview right now, Ben. But um, but I'm even more excited. Uh, you know, if we had a little bit more time too, I think we could make it even better. But we don't. And the, and the fact is, we just got to get ready to go. So beyond the field and beyond like putting in concessions and things, there's things that there's additional things that you're like trying to get lined up here. And that one of those things includes getting some host families. You know, let's first of all, let's talk about Nanaimo and host families. And where do you, so, you know, this, this app, we're recording here on the, the 18th of April. This was going to come out in, in two weeks. So we're looking at the tail end of April when this is going to come out. Um, so from the date that this comes out, how much time do we, do you have left to get host families available if they're wanting to be a host family for, for a player? It, it's an immediate thing. We, we have uh, host families is going to be, and we knew uh, two issues are going to be a challenge. Number one would be host families. The other one would be staffing at the ballpark um, just with uh, the, the labor market and, and the way things have played out and up here in BC, especially uh, through, um, through COVID relief efforts and things to that nature. But uh, host families is definitely a concern for us. It is in Victoria. It is in Nanaimo and Victoria is an established market. Um, you know, not everybody's as eager to, uh, to welcome somebody from outside into their home at this moment. Uh, so we're certainly finding that as a bit of an issue. And, um, but you know, better to be addressing this here, as you say, you know, state the date, uh, today than to be scrambling the week going into, uh, this next year. And, 
and we're you know we're we're going to do and do everything we can. We're going to pull out all the stops. We're going to use every avenue and all the all the uh, networks that we have to find people to uh, to stay. And actually, one of the challenges has been finding uh, housing for our coaches. We've found it in Nanaimo now. We're close on on Victoria. Um, but you know, that market up here in Victoria right now, the housing market is absolutely gone crazy. And, uh, you know, people are getting pretty good money for Airbnbs and, and, uh, and for apartments and, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a challenging, challenging market right now to find housing. If you're trying to move into the community, let alone, you know, something on a short-term level like this. And, and, um, so yeah, there's, there's challenges and there's going to be challenges going, uh, further into it. Uh, you know, it's, um, but we think that we have the majority of things uh, well underway. Our travel plans all done. Our, um, you know, our hotels and buses, and and uh, we got baseballs, and we may need to order some more baseballs, but we can do that. Um, you know, the the uniforms are all in for both teams and ready to go. Um, coaches are in place. Uh, that the roster is maybe a little bigger than we'd like it to be at this moment, but we'll figure that out as we go forward as well. And uh, we'll we'll be in a in a good position where. Um, hopefully we can find everybody that's uh, that, that's that that needs a bed, a place to uh, uh, to enjoy their time in in both Nanaimo and Victoria. So what? So if I'm if I'm a potentially interested person or family that wants to be a host family to one of these players, what you know? What's your commitment to the host families as far as like safety for not only the host family but what about the players like what's your commitment like what are your guys' plans in place for these players and the family yeah it's a it's a great question and you know what because of the rules that are in place just across the border and uh and and the rules that have been in place in order to suppress covid um we our players our coaches have to be vaccinated because they they just simply cannot cross the border without it we can't get them a uh, an exception on that there's that's way above my head and above my pay grade um, so all the players coming to town, all the coaches coming to town will be uh, fully vaccinated. Um, you know, we'll be, we'll be wearing uh, masks on the bus. It looks like uh, when we're traveling, uh, I think we're going to, going to look at different options when it comes to that. We're waiting out all the rules. We're going to follow all the rules. Um, provincial health or, uh, office has, has done a good job of letting, of, uh, of laying those out and, and probably being overcautious at times, but uh, I think we can all hopefully understand why overcautious is a better, better policy than, than uh, just kind of ignoring it. And, um, you know, I think that's been a political thing and difficult for some people, but um, you know, I, I just don't know how the political, how the uh, public health people can't, um, can't, can just do nothing. They, you know, they'd be completely irresponsible to do nothing. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, and negligent really is the word. And um, so it's, it, you know, we're, we're excited to, uh, to follow through those rules because we think uh, they make sense at this time in in our lives and uh, not something we ever anticipated in, in owning these teams that this would be a part of it but um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's something we're going to do you have to remember we announced Nanaimo on March the 5th of 2020 and basically the world the NBA thing that happened in Utah all that stuff happened on March the March the 12th 13th and March the 15th the world kind of shut down and so we're you know we're re- we were we were kind of taken off 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 guard you know right away uh from that and and uh you know now we now we adjust to what the reality is and, and getting to know what this virus does and where it is and how mm-hmm. to uh the best handle it but one thing i think it's really positive is people have a sense that outdoors is safe because it is uh being outdoors at a stadium uh where the you know big air and and you're not in an hvac type office system situation and uh, i think it's a really strong situation for people to uh uh, to, to understand exactly what it is that, uh, that they're dealing with. 
So outside of outside of traveling for your two teams to play one another on the island, you have three other Canadian teams that you'll be able to play. Will that be easy? Will that be easier from a COVID standpoint to go play in Canada than it would be to uh, come over to mainland United States? Because you know, obviously, you have um, you have to go through customs when you're coming into the United States, and then when you're going back into Canada. But what about that international travel when you're going to mainland Canada from Victoria? Is that going to be a little bit easier for you, or you just is it going to be roughly the same if you're coming to mainland USA? Uh, roughly the same. We're going to, we're going to plan it as though uh, we need a little extra time at the border. That's the only place it should be an issue potentially. Um, <clears throat> but the one thing that you have to have to uh, know is that in order to come into Canada right now, and we expect it to be this way until probably September, um, there's something called the arrive can app, uh, arrive Canada is what it's short for. And uh, everybody's got to uh, put that in and, and have that ready and be able to show a, a QR code that they get from that to show that they uh, have done their, um, their vaccinations, which requires two vaccinations of any of the double shot uh, vaccinations or one of the of the Johnson and Johnson. And it, it really is that simple. I've crossed the border mm -hmm. now a couple of times in the last few weeks, and it's been very little issue and very little issue going down into the United States too. But you do have to have that. Uh, you're not going to get away without it. And, uh, and, and nor are we going to allow any opening for that. I don't want to leave anybody behind at the border and have to be scrambling to go pick them up. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, that's just really the case it is. But you know what? That's really been no different than what we've had been over the years anyways. When you have to cross the border with regularity, if you have uh, any kind of a criminal record or a, or a, or a charge in your background, uh, it can cause significant delays for that person to come through. They'll be flagged at the border. And there's uh, different ways to describe that. But the, the basics is, you know, we tell every single player uh, that comes to, to Victoria, they have to have their own health insurance uh, from whichever jurisdiction they're from. They have to have a passport. That's just non-negotiable. You can't get away without a passport. And uh, and you have to not have a criminal record. We did have a player one year that didn't tell us uh, uh, about uh, an issue he'd had that he was never actually formally charged, but it was, it was uh, sitting there on his record and it caused us a delay at the border. And uh, that player, you know, wasn't able to continue with us. So it's just not something that is is something we don't have the the power to impact, uh, you know, border decisions or the or the criminal courts or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So it does it does help us, I guess you could say, to weed out some things when it comes to uh, um, to getting players in. But uh, you know, this will be no different. And we have had a couple of players that have backed out because they don't want to get vaccinated or they don't want to get the second dose. And, you know, that's up to them. I wish them luck in finding a different place, but that's not not something that we can negotiate for them. Okay. Now let's, let's switch to Victoria. I mean, you've, there's been some changes in Victoria. First of all, you, you know, you have a new GM in Victoria and yeah. Curtis, and I'm wondering, is, is he still going to be coaching or is he stepped away from his coaching uh, role there for the Harbor Cats. And you didn't say his last name because you don't know how to say it, right? It's Pelche. I'm gonna, I'm Pelche. gonna I, I was gonna, I was gonna destroy it. So that's why I went with, uh, that's why I went with Curtis. <laughs> yeah, Curtis, Curtis Pelche is, uh, is our general manager. He has been on the bench. He's no longer going to be on the bench. He's going to be operating the ballpark along with Christian Stewart and with uh, my wife Lori. And, um, you know, they'll be leading the things at the ballpark, uh, as I'll be in Nanaimo whenever Nanaimo's at home, I'll be at Nanaimo and is, is how we're going to operate that. And, 
Uh, Curtis has done an amazing job, not just as a coach. And you look to the the players he's influenced. Look at the year that Harrison Spawn is having with uh, Cal Baptist right now at the Lancers. He's having an amazing year. And he's the first one to give credit to Curtis for the work that he did with them, with what Todd worked with them as well. And uh, and and Todd Haney, and that, that's been a really strong thing for us to continue on. But Curtis is certainly getting his coaching fix from running the uh, Golden Tide, Victoria Golden Tide, of the Canadian, Com- Canadian College Baseball Conference. Um, he's running that, uh, you know, fall and spring. And then, uh, and then, you know, he'll, he'll look all dapper and spiffy at the ballpark, uh, for Harbor Cats games, um, you know, late May through to, uh, through to August in the playoffs. So, um, you know, it's Curtis has done an amazing job for us. He came on, uh, about five years ago now, I think it was, and, and, uh, really just wanted to earn his way into the organization and, and, uh, look where he is now. And, and, uh, he's got the respect of everyone around him and, um, you know, being able to add him and add a significant piece and a significant person mm-hmm. in Chris Beveridge with our social and online presence uh, has really made a difference for us. It's no longer Jim and his BlackBerry growing our social media numbers, right? It's uh, it, it's it's become a real thing, and and we're excited about it. And um, you know, we we think there's room to grow in a lot of these areas, especially our social media numbers could cer- could certainly still grow. Uh, but it's about having an impact with the numbers you have as well. And and uh, Curtis is doing a great job of uh, of um, of leading the crew in that way and allowing me the freedom to make sure that Nanaimo and working with with Tina and Ray and 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 Kent and everybody up there has has been a lot of fun. Yeah. So what else what else can we expect different this year? in Victoria. And I think we had talked one thing that I know of that we also talked about was there's going to be no zip line, which I am very bummed about because I wanted to do the zip line uh, when I came up, when I come up in June, but there's going to be no zip line. Yeah. The zip line is a real addition in 2019, but one of the things was it, it, it was a real late to the season uh, completion and we didn't really get a chance to market it the way that we wanted to. And we just, made a decision on this uh, sometime in March that, you know, just the, the questions about what's going to happen about sanitization, about the ability to do those kind of activities, that it was probably just better to, uh, to go, you know, straight at uh, what we do best, uh, which is the ballpark, which is the, the baseball, which is all those things and, and do those things, um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's the right decision for this year as we, we just get back on our feet, which I think is the most important part. And mm-hmm. it's not a cost consideration. It's not a, it's not a, a cost factor. It's, it's just making sure that we really focus on the things that, that we're famous for. And, and that's a great ballpark experience. That's our mascot running around it's food trucks and food experience. Um, and it's affordable, um, family entertainment. And that's what we're, we're making sure that we do. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to go up and visit, and you know, do lots of things there in in Victoria and watch game day. I can't wait to to get up there uh, this summer and, and see the team. Um, so, do we? Is there anything else new that's coming to the stadium, or can you know those residents and those people who have who are fans, diehard fans of Victoria, can they expect most for the most part, the same thing that they've experienced in every year that they've been able to go to the ballpark? I, I think what people have told us is they want us to, they want us to be back and they wanted, they, they wanted, they're a little nostalgic, you know, it's been, we haven't played a game this decade. Right. So mm-hmm. um, hard to believe that that's the, that's the case, but 
you know, they want us to, uh, they want us to come back and do what we do. And so there's three fireworks nights, which are nicely spread out throughout the season. Uh, those games really spike in attendance in a major, major way. Um, you know, there's, uh, we're going to do some things. We've dropped some guys out of the sky parachutes before. We'll maybe do that again. Uh, there's some things I don't want to let out a little bit at this moment, but, uh, we're going to do the things, you know, that, that make it for fun. All the things that are going on between the innings, all the things flying up in the crowd, uh, for people to, to grab and take home all the mm-hmm. prizes, all the different things. We're excited, uh, to pull all those things off. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of this work is getting done right now, Ben, it's, uh, it's going to be a busy week. Uh, actually the rest of the month, uh, will be incredibly busy in terms of the amount of things that we're going to get crossed off our list and, and, and completed so that we can confirm that they're ready for this season. Yeah. Now, um, one last thing I want to jump into. I want to jump into the Nanaimo back. I want to jump back into Nanaimo. Um, you know, you have a lot with the First Nation. You do a lot with the First Nations there, and part of that's been you've you've they did a logo for Nanaimo with the owl. Um, yeah. They, you know, you also the the night owl is also part of that indigenous culture that is there for the First Nations. Um, are, are they going to be actively involved in that opening um, in that opening series that you have and throughout like the year and the years to come? Yeah, we have something uh, in, in mind planned um, that we're going to keep a secret for now. And it, um, we'll keep a secret till it happens at night, actually, that will, I think, bring the uh, um, our First Nations involvement even more to the fore and, and in a in a meaningful and impactful way. And and um it, it's something that's very uh, important to me, important to our staff, and important to the community that that we make sure that uh, that we're talking about those issues. Um, you know, and you're not in up here in BC or up here in Canada, but reconciliation is a, a major topic uh, in our communities here. And, and um, you know, it's it's time for some of the things of the past uh, uh, to be uh, dealt with and and uh, and put to put to bed put to rest and and acknowledged and uh there's some things that we're going to do that i think are important for that and we've appreciated the work that we've been able to do with chief wise with noel brown who designed that's new name night owl uh logo uh you know chris beverage did a lot of work with noel on on putting that all, all together and you know billy oakham and and uh john allen and the others with the uh um, with Nanamic First Nation have just been tremendous to work with. And um, we're very excited to um, to be able to have that as a cornerstone of our of our of our project in Nanaimo. And and we want them to know that we're going to be there for a long time. And and uh, and uh, we hope to make them proud of us. Exactly. And so while we're on the topic that you brought up, Bill and George, I just want to give a shout out to them that. I appreciate all their work that they did with us on our podcast series called Coalball, which is to talk about the history of baseball in Nanaimo, British Columbia. So if you Nanaimo fans or soon to be Nanaimo fans that listen to this, you want something to go back on and learn the history of baseball. We got a great podcast series called Coalball, and that'll give you some great history on baseball in Nanaimo and some history just alone on Nanaimo itself from the First Nations and the, the mayor of Nanaimo. So uh, a little aimless plug there for me, but, you know, I figure I get it in where I can. Absolutely. So, well, um, that'll that's, that's great, Jim. I appreciate it. 
everything that you're doing. I'm glad that you've made some time to uh, come on the podcast to talk a little bit about this upcoming season. Um, last question is, where can we go uh, to find out more on Nanaimo and Victoria and the upcoming season? Yeah, so the HarborCats uh, are at HarborCats.com and a very active uh, social media pages that, that can direct you there as well. Uh, but anybody doing the Google can just type in HarborCats. Uh, don't forget the U, H-A-R-B-O-U-R-C-A-T-S. I will tell you, Ben, over the years, I've had many an email apparently not make it to me because the uh, U doesn't get added into the, into the email address from prospective players or coaches or whatever the case may be. So a bit of a... A bit of a, um, a a test for them to make it to the right spot, I guess. But uh, Nanaimo Night Owls is uh, NanaimoNightOwls.com. Uh, and uh, I appreciate you're learning how to say Nanaimo, Ben. It's great. You're saying it very, very well. It's uh, you're, you're, you're nailing it now from the beginning. Everybody struggles with that a little bit. But I did. Nanaimo is how you say it. And, and the Night Owls of the team. And, um, you know, we're Slash excited bars about bars because the, you have a alternate the, logo. That's right. Our our we call it our, our dessert logo that we're gonna wear and in for a penny, in for a pound, all yellow uniforms that we'll wear for selected games this year. And uh we're gonna get asked all the time if we're gonna wear them, if we're gonna wear them. And uh that'll be part of the fun, I think. Yes. Excellent. Well, Jim, again, thank you so much for taking some time to join me on this episode. I really, really appreciate it. I can't wait for the season. Um, season starts May 30th. Uh, Nanaimo will be, will be in Portland facing the Portland Pickles for their inaugural series. So that's May 31st. Uh, the season for uh, the Harborcats, does that start on the 31st also? It does. They start at home um, against the, what I don't know, those PA lefties, the Port Angeles lefties. Port Angeles lefties. All right. Yeah. So that's a three-game series, I'm assuming. It's not, starts it starts on that 30, on the 31st, which is a Wednesday. So wait. Wait, yeah, Wednesday, right? Wednesday, no, Thursday, a, Friday. Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we get my dates mixed up. So Tuesday, May 31st, catch the Nanaimo Night Owls live here in Portland, Oregon, as they take on the Portland Pickles for their inaugural series. Their inaugural series, people. If you can make it, go see Nanaimo here in Portland. And if you're up in Victoria or you want to go to Victoria, go to Victoria on May 31st. Go see them take on the Port Angeles lefties. That'll do it for this episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast. As always, I'd like to thank our sponsors, the Baseballism. They make some awesome apparel out there. Great product for the love of the game. And Devo Bat Company. They make some great wooden bats for, for all you out there. So have a great day wherever you are at. And peace out.